Today, we are going to talk about the upcoming FAFSA, new changes for the 2024 to 2025 school year. So the FAFSA is the, um, the official tool and documentation that the government requires to see if a student qualifies for any kind of need-based aid or any kind of loans. And so that's something that colleges will look at to determine what your financial aid package could look like. With that being said, if you even if you aren't going to qualify for need-based aid, it can be really important and some colleges will require that you still go ahead and fill out the FAFSA. So even if you think, you know what, I wouldn't qualify for need-based aid, go ahead, check those college websites because sometimes your merit aid or other types of financial support will come directly from filling out that FAFSA. Filling the FAFSA out does not necessarily mean that you, you're not agreeing to take out a loan. That's just you giving information so that the colleges and the government will be able to know what you could qualify for if necessary. So there's several different types of um, support. So there are, are different grants, such as the Pell Grant. There also is work-study funding where students are able to go in and they work and get paid. And then there also are different loans. So stay tuned because today we are going to talk through exactly what is happening with these new FAFSA changes. Hey there, I'm Courtney and I'm the founder of Confused to College Ready. With over 15 years experience as a mental health therapist turned school counselor, I am bringing my experience and expertise to help you navigate the college search experience. My goal is to serve students and their families and unlock the secrets to college searching. Stay tuned. Hey there, I'm Courtney. I am the founder of Confused to College Ready, and I so appreciate you being here. If you're watching on YouTube, please leave me a comment and just let me know what, um, what questions you have about this. If there is something that has been helpful, please let me know. I also would love if you would like and subscribe. If you are watching on or you are listening to a podcast, Please leave me a review and let me know also what your questions and concerns are and if there's anything else that I can do to help you. The more that you leave reviews and share the content, the more people we are able to help. So the first thing I want to talk about is the open date for the FAFSA. So in the last couple of years, students have been able and families have been able to complete that FAFSA around October 1st has been the open date. And so depending on whether a student actually had completed their um, any kind of applications with colleges for early decision or early admission, they were able to get financial aid packages back pretty quickly from the college to hear more about what the student was going to be expected to pay and how. Now, with the change of all of the new things that we're going to talk about in just a minute, that that, um, that open date has actually extended into December. We don't know exactly when in December, but at some point in December is when that FAFSA is going to open for the 2024 to 2025 school year. So your financial aid package, this is a little bit different than in the past, your financial aid package 
you're not necessarily going to be able to know what that's going to look like for those of you that have already applied for early decision or early action. And so we'll talk about a couple of different tools that you can see that you can use to see what the FAFSA might look like, as well as what you might qualify for. But just know that making some of those final decisions, if you really are looking at income and the financial aid, that might take a little bit more time. So the second thing I want to talk about are the different changes that are happening with the FAFSA. So one of the big ones is that the FAFSA is going to be much shorter. There are many, many less questions now. And a large part of that is because they are looking at connecting directly with the IRS um, direct data retrieval tool and making sure that every person uses is entering that information. And so then that has removed and eliminated a lot of repetitive questions. The other thing that is a really big positive is that you now can list 20 colleges. Pre previously, it was just 10. And so then you ended up that you had to remove colleges or submit additional information, um, you know, remove the college and then submit, um, add in that new college's information. So now you have 20, not that you have to apply to 20 colleges either. That is a lot of applications. That also is a, a large number of fees that you're paying for those applications. The other piece is that there are now 11 languages that are available for the FAFSA. Previously, it was English and Spanish, and that was all they had, but they have expanded that. We talked about the IRS data retrieval tool. Another piece of information that is coming, there's a new term called contributor. And so that contributor is either a student's spouse, if they are married, it could be parents, it also could be step parents. And so you are being asked to give information about any of those contributors for the FAFSA. So that doesn't mean that each person is going to be financially responsible for the student, but in order to qualify for that federal student aid, they do want to see that information. Now, some students have said, and I've seen some different parent com comments and concerns of, you know, my, my ex-spouse is not able or not willing to provide us with this information, or we've lost touch, or other pieces of information um, that it just has been a difficult thing to be able to access that. And that's something that go ahead, fill the FAFSA out. If you still should be able to submit it, if you can't have that direct connection and then reach out to the college financial aid office and let them know what's going on. Let them know that, you know, we're not able to get this information. This is something that we've been trying. Give them the background of it. And then they can help you with talking through what your next steps are, because you want to be able to have those conversations with the financial aid office so that you can see and have a realistic picture of what financial aid is going to look like for that particular school. The next piece I want to talk about is that there, there's a new term for looking at how much money is expected or anticipated for a family to pay. And so that's the student aid index or the SAI. So this is the number that will be a representation of a student's financial aid ability. And so I will be going into a little bit more detail on this on some of my lives in the upcoming week um, and what that kind of looks like as far as cost of attendance, the student aid index and all of those different pieces so that you can know what that's going to mean for you. Then previously, this is one that I've that a couple parents have had some concern with too. 
And it is that students um, previously, the FAFSA would take into account if students had anyone else in the house who was attending college. And so that would be taken into account when looking at aid. And that is not something that's going to be the case anymore. Um, the, the federal government is not looking at how many people are going to college. They are looking at solely the number of people and then the income and the assets. So that's something else to keep in mind. One thing with the Pell Grants is that if students qualify, they actually can be awarded that automatically. And so with a grant, that's money that does not have to be paid back to anyone. Then the parent who is responsible for the FAFSA, that is another change that has happened this year. And so it's gone from being the parent where the student lived most of the time to being the person where who is providing the most financial support for the student. Now, remember, we said that the contributors, whether that parents, step parents, spouses, that contributor still has to provide their financial information. So even if, you know, they're the um, that primary parent who's responsible for filling the FAFSA out, we still would want to make sure that you are working on getting the data as far as connecting that IRS direct tool so that students are able to, um, so that the federal government can review if students would be able to get any type of funding. And then farms and small businesses now need to be reported as assets. So I want to put a little disclaimer in here. I am not a financial consultant nor a financial advisor. So if there are specific questions that you have about your unique situation, I would encourage you to reach out to the financial aid office at the school, your financial planner, or finding a financial planner who is certified and making sure that that is something that you are following up with. So I'm just giving an overview of the different things that are happening right now with the FAFSA. Okay, so lots of changes. Things are not opening up until December 1st. And so what does that mean for students that are trying to find out what type of aid they might get? Do we have to wait until the FAFSA opens and then that's, you know, then things are being pushed out? And I know um, a lot of schools are looking at those early decision and early application applications that have come in. And so one of the things that you can do now, please keep in mind, this is an estimate only. Okay. This is not something where it is a guarantee of what your financial aid would look like. And I will link the link to this. There's a federal student aid estimator. I will link this in the description of the podcast and the YouTube video, but you can fill out this information in this estimate of what federal gr federal grants, work study loans you might be eligible for, and they will give you an estimate. Now, if something changes, then with your finances or there's something else that needs to be um, an addendum to the taxes or to your tax return or anything like that, it obviously can change. And this is an estimate, so it's not a guarantee. But that federal student aid estimator can be incredibly helpful just to see where things might qualify for right now. Now, the last thing I want to talk about is as you are looking at filling out the FAFSA, there are two other things that are incredibly important. And again, I'm going to link all of this in the show notes below. So, there is a PDF of the FAFSA that you actually can print out. If you are someone who you want to see everything on a piece of paper before you get started with your 
actually entering all of the information online, there should be a PDF that you would be able to download and print out so that you can actually look at it and know what questions are coming. That might not necessarily be ready just yet, but it is something that's going to come. Now, the other thing is there is a prototype of this new FAFSA. So it's kind of like playing in a sandbox where it is, it's not the full tool. It might have some parts that aren't completely working, but if you are somebody that you want to you say, you know what, I really want to see what this work looks like before I go in and I'm actually having to enter this information and I would just feel a whole lot better with that. That prototype is available that you can go in and you can look at. It is not fully functional. It's not a replacement for the FAFSA. So you still will have to go in and complete the FAFSA, but that is a tool that you certainly can look at. Okay. So we talked about the federal student aid estimator. The other thing that you can do is you can look at the common data set for each school. And that's something where you are able to look at, you know, what's the average incoming GPA of students who applied? What is the different information about um, how many students received any kind of grants or supplements or loans or work study or any of those different pieces? And then the school should have a net price calculator. Now, this is not, again, all of these things are going to be estimates. It's not something that's a guarantee. But if you look at that net price calculator, you can enter in your financial information. You can enter in what is going to be happening as far as your expectations for um, for the FAFSA and then what you expect GPA, test scores, all of those pieces to be. And it can give you an estimate of what type of aid you might be able to receive, whether that be merit-based aid based on that GPA or test score, or if that is something that is going to be your, um, if that is something that is going to be merit-based or the need-based aid. So I know this was a lot to cover. If you are interested in learning more, I would love to offer you a free 15-minute coaching call. All you need to do is send me a message on Instagram or Facebook. It's a confused to college ready. And just send me the word deeper so that we can take a deeper dive. When you do that, I will send you a link so that you can sign up for that free 15-minute coaching call. The other thing that you can do is you can send me an email. It's admin at confusedtoready.com. And from there, we can also set up one of those times to meet. If you are just getting started with the college process, the other thing I have is a wonderful workbook to kickstart you with starting the college admissions process. And so if you go to confusedtoready.com forward slash how to start, H-O-W-T-O-S-T-A-R-T, then you can download our free workbook on how to start or expand your college search and learn about the first couple of steps that you can take. I hope this has been helpful. Until next time, I will see you later. Take care. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast. Please subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook at Confused to Ready and download our free guide on how to start or expand your college search at confusedtoready.com forward slash how to start.